Hello everyone, welcome. My name's JL, this is called InStep, it's my podcast. I like to talk about Jesus and talk about the gospel. And today I'd like to talk to you about running the race and weathering the storm. So let me provide some context for this little discussion, and it will be short today. And the context is this, that we're, we're each called to be someone and to do something. And God wants to call us to be part of his, of his eternal kingdom, to be a son, to be a daughter, to be his family. That's who we are. He wants to call us out, out of the world, righteous, holy, pure, set apart, just like him. It's amazing. And then in that, he wants us to do something. And this is how I kind of understand our relationship and our existence with Jesus. He calls us out, he calls us something, and then he calls us to something. And today I'm just on that idea of enduring the noise and the battle. Enduring the storm and whatever form it comes in. You know, some people will get hit with sickness. Some people get hit with doubt. Some people get hit with lies and all kinds of barrage of stuff. You know, some, some can be like quite literal, as in, you know, coming from other people. Some can just be, um, we're still growing in the renewing of our mind. So we're dealing with that along the way. And all of these things, you know, whether they're, they're kind of, they materialize, you know, someone's voice or someone's literal persecution, all of them, I don't really know how to rank them. I don't know which one is worse than the other. And I think one of the most violent things towards a believer, even if you take the word believer, one of the most violent attacks from the enemy is doubt. And because it, it rails against the voice of God so hard. So here are some things that I've thought about. And I had a lot written down. I'm going to skim through them really quickly and just trust the Lord to bring out some really important ideas here. So the first is this idea that, that Jesus speaks of, of entering through the narrow gate. And he says, wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the path that leads to life. Few find it. So it is really that thing, getting on the narrow path. And I would narrow this down even further than just thinking about going to church and reading your Bible. It's really like sitting before the Lord daily and saying, God, what is it that you would have me do? And I just want to do that thing. And I'm not worried about next door and what they're doing. But Lord, I'm going to chase you. I'm going to hear your voice. And I'm, I'm going to be just like Jesus and do what the Father is doing and say what he's saying. And that's my lane. Get in it and stay in it. And that's me. The next one is this, cling to the cross and plead the blood of Jesus. So fix your eyes on Jesus. And don't, there's, a, there's an idea about you know walking beyond the cross as in, yes, we've dealt with that. And look, I'm all for we've dealt with it. But I think there's nothing more glorious than the cross of Jesus. And it speaks to us daily about our value and about who we are in him. And uh, for me... Until I have another revelation on this, man, I'm going to come back to that point. That he's everything. He's everything. And he paid everything for me. And boy, do I need him. And I need to stay at that point. Central focus on the cross. The next one is simple truths. Jesus is still king. He's still the Lord. 
He still loves you. So just keep walking. It doesn't matter what the noise is doing. Those things don't change. And that is reassuring. There's something about the unchanging nature of God. And when we start to, to take on His nature through communion and intimacy with Him, His unchanging nature, then we start to see that, man, it really doesn't matter what's happening next door or around me. I fix my eyes on Him and I keep walking. Have a look at this proverb. Proverb 19 verse 21. It says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And there's, both, there's a couple of ways you can read that, as in, you know, don't fool around with your own plans because God's going to do His thing. Yeah, fair enough. But what about this? There's actually nothing that can stop the Lord's purpose. You read the back half of that verse, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So if we get in line with His purpose, we hear His will, we understand what He's doing, and we're walking in that, it will happen. God gave his word, my purpose prevails. That's it. It's non-negotiable. So it doesn't matter whatever hell is going on around outside. We're in his will. We're in his purpose. It will prevail. It will cut through like a javelin through the air. Proverbs 29, 25. Fear of man will prove a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. This is part of a larger discussion, but the fear of the Lord, as in Jesus is actually Lord, as in Jesus is actually God, as in there's no greater authority and I submit to him. And when he's asked something of me and when he's put something on my life, boy, oh boy, do I have a duty to walk it out. And it's that and it's not a negative motivation. It's once we start to, start to understand who this person is, this glorious King Jesus, when we understand him and when we understand about his nature, we can start to fear him in the most holy and honoring way. And it's like I mean, quite often when I worship, I will go and I'll kind of run and march and just chase after him. And like in a physical act of, and I will say, yes, Lord, and I will pursue him. And I know that that's a posture that he, that's part of our Christian walk with him. It's the seeking of him. It's the acknowledgement that he is the Lord. And when I stick under him and with him, we're going to, we're going to sail through. It doesn't matter what's going on around. Let's have a look. I want to camp here for a little bit in uh, Psalm 34. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Let's pull it apart. Live right before the Lord, and he says he will deliver us. Align your heart with God's heart, and he will deliver us. He will Pull us through. He will do whatever needs to be done to pull us through. He is given his word. The righteous person, yes, we may have many troubles, but the Lord guarantees he delivers him from them all. This is his word. Simple, but hard and true. The, the war and the noise and the storm can carry on. 
But we live right before the Lord. We seek his face. We press in. And we understand who he is in us and for us. In every circumstance, he says he delivers us. He pulls us on through. Have a look at this. Psalm 34 verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty impressed with that idea. Like, if you've seen angelic encounters, if you've read about them in the scripture, we need to understand we have a mighty army on our side. We need to understand that God's purpose is for us as we're in his will. We, we need to understand that he will make a way, that he will punch through the walls, that he will sail that bad boy boat through the storm, that he will do whatever he needs to do to make sure that we make it. And it's our duty to stay under his wing, to stay in his care, to stay under the lordship of Jesus, to seek his face, to pursue him with our whole heart. And he makes these promises to us. And I suppose it leads me to a point. What is it about God's character that is so keen on us, not only succeeding like in the world and all of that, but what is it, what is it about who he is that wants to bring us and deliver us. And I come back to this. When God said, I am. He said, the only definition for me is myself. I am a deliverer. I am an avenger. I am a rescuer. I am a restorer. I am a giver of hope. These are attributes of God that can't be challenged. And once we start to understand that this God is on our side, then we walk in confidence, not in our own ability, but in who he is in us. That's vastly different. We need to be aware of who he is in us. He's for us all day long. He's for us all night long. He sent prophets, he sent angels, he sent armies. And if that wasn't enough, he sent King Jesus. This is our God. This is our God who is for us. This is our God that guarantees we succeed. That guarantees we weather the storm, we run the race, and we win in Jesus' name. Make your home in me, God. Make your home in me. Let the others see, God, that love can mend the weak. Hidden in your heart, Lord, my place of refuge now. Separate from the earth, Lord, to your voice I will bow. Free at last I stand, Lord, surrendered to your will. Given of your blood, Lord, your glory is my fill. Make your home in me, God, set this captive free. Then the world will see, God, it's only you I need. With a moment you can spare, take a glance and see the glory of his righteousness triumphant majesty.
lean into his arms where love is found in truth. Give in to his call, the struggle is no use. Make your home in me, God. Let the nations see. Your goodness overflows, God, for all eternity.